would you like to develop a gentle, even lighthearted relationship to your trauma? Would you like to learn how to be more present? Does experimenting with the universe sound fun? Would you like to rid yourself of past guilt and overanalyzing your life? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Tony Short. Tony Short is an artist and ascension host. And Tony has just this beautiful journey that has included some trauma, it has included all of these different learning experiences. She is such a special person that has cultivated so much in her life. She is an ascension host. So we hear that phrase, that title, and we think, oh my God, that sounds amazing. (laughs) What is that? In this episode, she describes what that is in the most beautiful and eloquent way. What she does is really allow people to come together to use creativity to heal. And she organizes these beautiful events for people to come together, for children to come together and learn and experience the budding realization of spirituality and creativity and art. She really gives everyone a platform to be an artist on. Uh, She makes art so accessible for everybody. And she's just like a master um, gathering planner. And she has had this beautiful story and she explains to us what got her to the place that she is today. She is an artist now. She is an ascension host creating all these beautiful gatherings and she really lives one moment at a time. She flows with everything. She allows life to unfold and her energy is so contagious. You get into Tony's energy and you are like, oh my gosh, I see it now. This is what presence is. She has this glowing presence, this timeless presence, and she's just such a special person. So we talk a lot about being able to look at our past events in our life and our past experiences and look at those experiences with kind of a lighthearted view and a knowing that There's no need to feel regretful. There's no need to overanalyze what happened. It happened for a reason. Everything is a learning experience. So she really explains this concept very, very well in a super clear way. And Tony talks about how we can make real life kind of an improvisation. How can we improvise in our real life to flow through life? There's this very playful vibe about how she approaches life and reality and difficult situations. And it is healing to hear her explain this and explain her experiences. She talks about spirit first. So how do you lead with spirit? How do you lead with God? How do you lead with your soul? How do you lead with your intuition? These topics are so at the forefront of my mind right now and really... These topics are part of what completely changed my life to get me to this next level of, oh, I feel better physically to, wow, now I'm really understanding my purpose and why I'm on this earth. So Tony has come on to share with us her story, share with us so many different healing tips and really amplify this vibe of being present and just being and allowing yourself to be human and make mistakes. It's beautiful. So let's get into it. 
This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach, and I help you discover your psychic gifts and become more intimate with yourself along the way. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Tell me hello. Tell me what you think about this episode. I'm happy to connect with you always. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings and one-to-one spiritual coaching. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom, where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe wants me to communicate to you about where stagnant energy and suppressed emotions is living in your body and what you need to know in order to cleanse yourself of that, allow yourself to be an open vessel to follow your intuition through life. And my one-to-one coaching is trippy and beautiful and deep and a blast. I help my one-to-one clients discover and strengthen their own divine and psychic gifts. And within that process, my clients also build more intimacy with themselves and their relationships in general. You can book 30-minute or 60-minute readings with me. Head to the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. And if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Facebook. So let's get into this episode with Tony Short, artist and Ascension host. Hi, folks. I am super lit up today because I have Tony Short joining me on this episode. Tony Short is an artist and Ascension host. Damn, I love that title. (laughs) Artist and Ascension host. So beautiful. She is so just such a, a dynamic person, has so much interesting energy flowing around her. And I know that someone who puts together the types of events and gatherings and the type of person that curates what Tony curates in her life is the person that we want to fucking talk to today. I'm so excited to have her on. And Tony and I are going to talk today about her journey in general and using art to heal and teaching how Tony teaches folks to learn more about themselves. And she mentions also experimenting with the universe. This is something that she has practiced in her life. And this is exactly where I feel like I am at as well. It's all divine timing. The idea of experimenting with life, being open to life, being playful with life, allowing creative expression to flow through life. All of these topics are so beautiful to me right now. And I'm so excited to bring in Tony's energy today to kind of be a catalyst to these topics. Tony, it is such an honor to have you here. Thank you for coming on Root Awakening a Health podcast. Oh my God. I can't, my cheeks are hurting so much (laughs) from you. I I just, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me and for allowing me the space to share my story. And it's, it's a very exciting place to be in this exquisite unknown, Mm. but at the same time, such a deep sense of knowing the more I learn about myself, the more the, 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 you know, the rooted awakening you know, I mean, it's just, it's too much. So I, it's a real pleasure. And I'm very grateful for your time. So thank you. It's an honor. It's an <laughs> honor. I'm so happy to be here with you. Right back. <sighs> Tony, yeah. I would love to start out with talking about what you do. We love the, I am sure that my audience is going to love the sound of you being an Ascension host as much as, as much as I love it. And mm-hmm. I would love to hear about what that is. How would you describe yourself as an Ascension host? Absolutely. 
May I ask your permission to go back a few steps? Yes. Great. Okay. So I'm born in Australia, went to London when I was 22, lived there for seven years doing, you know, big jobs in the big world and all of those types of things. Then I went to D.C. for five years and, again, more big jobs, more relationships, more wanting all of the things. Then I came to New York and I think this is always where I was meant to be, a sort of personal professional detours that brought me to, to New York. And again, more big jobs, more big moments, more big things. But I was empty and lost and scared. And I didn't really have the language for that then, but I, I knew it. Like we always know something. And so my awakening I would say, started through my work context. I got told by a couple of colleagues that I was a horrible boss and that wasn't that was a nice way of saying it. Like it was pretty a rude awakening in some things. And so I started to look at myself in the corporate world and and see some things around the bosses that I'd had and the things that I was working through. And that really started to open myself. Again, I didn't really have the language for it or really even know what I was doing back then. And, and that's, I think, what makes it so special, this sort of, again, the unknown and, and the knowing that driving us and, I, you know, being, I, I think as a young person, I was always pulled by my chest and my heart through the world. And some of that was conscious and some of that was unconscious. But at the same time, there was sort of this willingness to put myself in new situations, you know, moving to three different countries, getting visas, you know, really living in an ex- sort of, I, I could say like almost extremely confronting way by putting myself in new environments and new situations, but always just knowing that that's what I was meant to be doing. And then fast forward a little bit, 2015, I, I left where I was working in a big corporation where I'd done really amazing things with really big people and really learned so much about sort of the TV entertainment industry from the other side and started my own business. And that first company was a creative and event production company. And, and I loved it. Like I really got to sort of curate things that were actually how I would do it versus being in-house where I had to do it according to the rules and things like that. And I've always been someone that's been wanting to do things differently, always had a different vision, had this ability to see things from an extreme macro perspective, but also the micro details, you know, picking up on just that golden thread through my events, that golden thread through my own life. How do I create that sort of energy? And And I think the biggest thing where this sort of ascension world started was I wanted to start a business that did things differently. You know, events and things can be stressful or or everybody says it has to be stressful, but I didn't believe that was the case. You know, I think if we are clear in our communication and we are open and honest and real and truthful, like the truth doesn't, you know, the truth just goes straight through us. And, and, and as women that work together and, and, and groups and leadership, if you can just look someone in the eye and be like, that's what I need, or, or have you got anything else you can add to this? Great, cool, let's do it. And being in that energy. And so that really was my first step of creating a company that, you know, we're not, I'm not hiring you, we're equals, you bring your magic, I bring my magic. And we we create things for each other together for, you know, an outcome of a group or a company and stuff like that. And really changing that mindset became very early to me that, it doesn't have to be stressful and you don't have to be nasty and it doesn't have to be 
a drama. We just be real and 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 look each other in the eye and be like, oh my God, I totally forgot that. Okay, cool. Like, what are we going to do about it instead of, you know, deflecting and defensive and things like that. So that really was the start of my transition in the work context. I loved what I do. I have, you know, been in the events world for 25 years. So I had this, you know, this beautiful ball of energy that was following me around the world, bringing me into opportunities that, you know, the average person, young girl from the middle of nowhere in Australia should never have experienced, but I was and embracing them. And really, I think, again, looking back, tapping into the universe and the energy without even knowing what I was doing, but it was was there and, and how I spoke to people, how I engaged everybody from the president you know, through to the cleaning lady and and kept everybody in a place uh, of, you know, love, you know, mm. to, to be real, but, you know, again, different language, different times. And it also started to transition to that I, I saw that it was more than just the event planning and the logistics. It was about the people and the energy and, you know, people say the energy and like it's, my cheeks are hurting again from because it's such a funny thing like it it means so much and so little and and so nothing you know and I started to feel that I had this gift around being able to see people in a way you know you look at any sort of meeting and you know this fear begets fear and this hot potato of fear goes around and then like, well I didn't know it was then and blah, 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 and I could just see that and how it was connected to the people and the psyche of each of the individuals that I was working with and having to hold space for logistics and things to get done, but really be this bridge or this guide to host people, to hold people from start to finish. You know, you you get a project and they, they want to do this, but their budget's this. So then having the truth to be able to be the one that's like, okay, well, I can get you this for this money or that. And, and being the one that actually would speak up, a lot of people would say nothing. And then, you you know, you go months down the track and then it becomes dramas so I, I I started to see that my ability to see people to understand and feel their psyche of what they were doing even the events themselves you know why are we doing this what are you trying to do this may be a launch or a a, a premiere or something and and how can we get to the underlying strength of the message to be tapped into that so that what we're doing keeps coming back to that aligned notion. And, and these are all words I use now. At the time, it was sort of just, a, a, you know, an un, unknown sort of energy, hilarious, that was just taking me through it. And, and it was exquisite. You know, I was making it up as I was going along, as we all are. Mm-hmm. And as I started to see this, I, I started to sort of develop other, let's say, brands for the sake of it, you know, this energy muse concept that that came about and that I was able to, you know, work with people and really see them what was underneath, you know, this, this person was being mean to this person and this person was being sort of stroppy here. And so how could I look each person in the eye energetically and understand where they're at and take them to the next place so I could get what I needed out of them. There was no, you know, no beating around the bush that I wasn't trying to get something out of everybody, but I had to find the magic to tap into every person's energy so I could bring these projects together, really birth incredible things through quite hardships, you know, you know, companies that weren't being real and honest and, 
you know, people that weren't being real and honest, so many things. And it was exquisite. And I and I loved it. And I felt that this was more my calling versus the logistics. You know, I had done some of these, you know, huge, huge events. And whilst I felt very proud of myself and I had, you know, smoothed out the bumps and got better at, you know, you know, sort of all the pieces of the process and the puzzle, it really for me that lit me out was the energy and the connection between people and how I could move us through something and come out at the end and all feel good. You know, I, I think we've all been on projects in some shape or form where we come out the end and we feel sad and angry and confused. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, these are really exquisite experiences as humans that we're doing and not only what we're delivering to sort of the consumer or the guests. So how can we make that beautiful for ourselves and the team that are putting it together as well as the client, as well as the end user so that's really what what was developing meanwhile I beautifully and incredibly called in a highly narcissistic romance scam Mm. to bring myself to my knees and I will always say it's one of the best things that have happened to me Mm -hmm. I had no self-worth I had no understanding even what intuition was, like literally hadn't like heard the word and cognitively understood it and then realised I had it and was probably using it my whole life. Mm-hmm. I would, there were moments when he would manipulate the, the gaslighting, you know, and I didn't know what narcissists were or it. So, you know, I was deep, deep in it. I was so desperate for a family and to be loved. Mm-hmm. I used my money to keep him around. Mm-hmm. He would use it against me to sort of work my soft spots. I literally bankrupted myself emotionally, physically, financially, sexually, energetically. Over $100,000 I bled on him. Mm-hmm. I looked after his child. I I also betrayed myself at the highest degree because mm-hmm. There were times that I knew I didn't know about the five other women. Mm. I know. Let me just repeat, rephrase that. I didn't know about all of the things of the other women. And at the time it was five. I knew about one, but I pretended and I put it under the rug and I looked myself in the mirror and lied to myself constantly that it was enough or it was good enough, or it was something that was better than nothing, and or I thought it was cool because we were in this secret thing, and and I betrayed myself every single day for, you know, a good two, three years. And I laugh because it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It brought me to you. It brought me to myself, and it brought me to this sense of, rebirth and playfulness that has changed my life beyond anything that you know a boyfriend or a job or any of this stuff could do because these are all you know constructs of our mind they're constructs of society and familial belief systems I mean you know anyone that's listening I'm sure to your audience knows that these are all things that we're working through as light workers we're working through as 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 humans going through the journey of ascension and you know, these are all things that are 
in this sort of 3D world. But, you know, when we realize we're, you know, this spiritual being, this, you know, love and light, whatever it is in a human body, you know, none of it matters. But at the same time, it's so deep and so real. And I was on my knees (laughs) and it was amazing. And I thank him for helping me find myself. Truly, truly, truly. I think that the forgiveness that it took a long time and it's been a crazy journey and we'll we'll get into that, but it took a long time to actually realize it had nothing to do with me and everything to do with me. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with me that he chose the next one and he moved on and that's what they do. They discard you. You know, I was in the system. I was in his survival racket. I was part of the puzzle, but it had nothing to do with me and whether or not he saw me and chose me and then, you know, didn't choose me, it really had to do with the fact that I didn't see myself Mm. in every possible way. You know, there were times when he would manipulate situations to have a fight and then leave. And I remember just being so devastated. I was 40 and I had nothing to show for myself and I was going to have to start again. And, you know, when I look back now, I mean, I was the one with a house and a beautiful company and amazing achievements, you know, again, whatever that means. And, you know, this generous spirit that gave until I got, you know, taken advantage of, I mean, on so many levels. And that really was a gift. And it, 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 it's incredible to, to honour how far I've come and also to see, I think, for me, what I flipped so that how I could teach, you know, and teach others really to learn about themselves. And so... The beauty was it was the summer of 2018 and I was, I mean, a complete shell of a human. I had I, I had always wanted to manifest to close my business over the summer so that I could travel and, 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 and have adventures, summer adventures with my impending family. So as I was beginning my early days of manifestation, I was like, okay, I'm going to close my business. That was sort of like a sign from God. Something told me to sort of give myself this break. And I went, fascinatingly, as I was so empty in my cup and being giving to everybody else, I continued that and I went to the internet and I typed in like kids camp, Google, you know, July, something, something, something. And something in Haiti came out. And within a few seconds, I'd paid them thousands of dollars and I was flying to Haiti in a couple of weeks to go on this month adventure to go on this kids camp for meditation and song and dance all the things that I had loved and about 24 hours before I was meant to leave it cancelled the country went into civil arrest and everything was cancelled and I was again left sitting on the floor of my apartment wondering what the hell I was going to do and how I was going to get out of this hole I needed to get clean. I was smoking a lot of weed, but it wasn't ritualistic or high vibrational. It was a crutch and it was numbing me to the point where, you know, that's how I could survive. And I thought I was being all of these things, but I wasn't being honest with myself in so many ways. Mm. And something, I'll never forget it, something said to me, put these pieces of paper on my wall 
and I had these three pieces of like big old butcher paper that you get wrapped in, you know, random things. I scrunched them out of the cupboard and I stuck them to the wall. And then it told me to draw a calendar. So I used my weed tray that I was no longer using and I drew the lines for three months of morning, you know, Monday to Friday, morning, noon and night, broke it, broke it up into sections. And then I said, what now? And day by day, minute by minute, spirit said to me, fill it with all the things that you love and you've always wanted to do. Mm. And so I started following these breadcrumbs and it was so clear, you know, I put my hair in braids and had it in a little wrap. I turned my phone off for days and weeks and things like, you know, literally stepped out of society in a way that was so freeing and scary at the same time. I got my bike out of the basement and I just followed spirit and I filled those days with a camp for myself. And it started with someone said, go to improv. It's great for public speaking. And I was like, okay. So I signed up for some improv. I get there and it's musical improv. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> I've never done anything like this. I, you know, I danced for years when I was young, but I've never done anything. So I just remembered every time it would come around to me, I would like shit my pants so much and cry. <laughs> and I was very, like, I was very much in the tear stage still. It was a lot yeah. of heavy energy. So, you know, I was so, you know, almost back to being a child and mm. and and just this sort of little infant that was just waiting to be taken from place to place to heal. And again, this is all language that I can share now. At the time, I didn't really know I was just, I'd wake up every day and look at the calendar and be like, okay, and I would pack my lunch and I'd take my bag and my teddy everywhere mm. and we would just go on all these adventures and I'd ride along the West Side Highway and then I saw the trapeze and so I would go in and they said, you can sign up now and I literally did trapeze there and then. So every Tuesday and Thursday I did the trapeze. I, I did a memoirs writing class and I wrote about the rawest of the stuff everything you know these women in this class they held space for some crazy stuff to come out because it had all just happened like the way it all had unfolded I'd learned about the other women and I, so I wrote all about it I painted set myself an intention to paint every day I now have a pile of over two three hundred paintings in my apartment I after improv I joined up for an eight-week course then I went to a hip-hop improv which led to singing lessons I was writing poems and journaling every day you know just all of this darkness bleeding out of me you know pain and pain and pain and, and you know this wasn't just this time this was you know eons of years of pain and you know everything from my childhood everything from my past lives I mean I I went to sort of every type of healer and every type of body worker. You know, I really made it my job. I feel like I did a PhD in myself three months of nonstop. Every day I showed up. There was no like, I don't feel like it today. I got out of bed and I went to these classes and I showed up singing, dancing. I didn't, I hadn't danced for probably 30 years you know, really properly. I went back to ballet, beginner's ballet. I went back to to a sort of uh, modern class. And actually one of that teachers has now become my friend and was one of the women in that group. And I saw her, I mean, serendipity, I saw her in the park and I said, I'm going to come to your class tonight. And then bit by bit, it just unfolded. And eventually she came to me and she said, this is what's happened. I've had sex in your house, in your bed. And I said, I know. 
and we, you know, unpacked all of that. So all of these things came for me to to heal, to release it all, to learn that it wasn't me. And let me rephrase that, to learn that I played a role in all of this, but it wasn't me that was, let me find my words here, it wasn't me that was a bad person. How about that? Mm-hmm. It was me that was being awakened. And this was just my story of how it had to go down. And I wasn't listening to any of the signs before. Mm. Like, you know, we all know we get signs through our life constantly, but we don't listen and we don't want to listen because it hurts to face the truth in some ways or, or actually it, it, it hurts to acknowledge that we maybe haven't been facing the truth. And I wasn't ready to face the truth until it hit me so hard in the side of the head that I had to. And again, best thing. So I feel all my days and I went to singing lessons and she, someone in, in the, in the um, musical improv talked about song structure. So I started changing all the poems into songs. I went to singing lessons. She's like, what do you want to sing? And I was like, I have all these songs. So we cataloged probably, I don't know, two, three hundred songs, literally every two, two times a week. We'd go for four or five hours. She was an incredible musician. She would make the music and the, you know, the keyboard and and then we would make these songs. I learned beat making and then I started recording the songs, literally just having a blast, went to acting classes. You name it, I did it. And it was truly, truly, truly life-changing. And I started to see that the ability for artistic practices for no reason other than for yourself has such a tremendous ability to heal people that I was like, this is is for real. And, again, these are some of the things I've observed later, but at the time I just knew that I was feeling happier and I was able to interact a little bit more in the world. You know, I really went into... A good chunk of hiding. I was so ashamed of myself. I was so ashamed. Even my mum and I have only re been able to recalibrate because she's just, I don't understand how such a smart, worldly, beautiful woman would let someone do that to themselves, you know, would fall for that. And, you know, I can understand that. But at the same time, I I couldn't see that everything that he was reflecting was what I needed to learn about myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason why children also became such a big deal for me to teach kids about this and to use this artistic processes is because if we could teach kids to learn about themselves, they don't get to 40 years old and go through something like I did. Mm -hmm. It's avoidable. Mm -hmm. It's like prevention, like blisters, you know, put on a Band-Aid first. If your shoes rub and you won't have a blister, it's prevention rather than cure. You know, if we think about that in our education system, our familiar system and all of those things of how we can support the world through their ascension by using these, you know, practices. So fast forward a a good year of healing, a good year of exploration, and I started to realise that I really loved all of this artistic stuff. I started to audition for movies and wow. plays. I did an off-Broadway. I mean, I showed up to some crazy-ass stuff. Mm. 
And it was almost like I had this beginner's mind all of a sudden, you know, because I think it was like a chip got removed of, of, you know, caring what people thought, Mm -hmm. but also I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, so often sometimes in some of these lessons, people would be explaining something to me. And I think maybe they were like, not taking the piss out of me or being horrible, but kind of borderline. But because I didn't get it, it didn't, it didn't hurt me. It didn't, yeah. it didn't affect me. So I was just like, I'm in, teach me everything. I learned about music and songs. And, you know, I was like a sponge. I went everywhere I went. I was like, teach me about writing and, you know, all of these things. And so fast forward, I guess a year, two years, I was still doing the events, but starting to sort of feel again, the shift. And around sort of supporting people more so around the energy and the interactions of humans and things like that. And I think it got to, I would say, summer last year. And and as we were all starting to go through, you know, the big shift, if we can call it that, mm-hmm. I got another calling in meditation that said, you need to bring the camp to the world. And what's funny is I tried to dodge it a lot. And I was like, well, what about I just want to like sit around and do nothing all summer? And what if I want to travel? Like I literally like tried to throw everything back. And it was just like, no, no, no. (laughs) So within a few weeks, I pulled together a really small team. And I basically birthed and and brought to the world a camp or the camp. And it was a three-week virtual space for women to come together using artistic practices and different healing modalities to learn about themselves, to heal, to connect, you know, kind of bringing it around connection, expression and expansion, you know, bringing in for me the spiritual stuff. You know, spirituality is free, you know, the, the faith is free and the concept of learning about yourself, you know, is free to some degree that you can, you know, even... You look at if you wanted to work out and have a fit body, you could just do push-ups and 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 mm. things of your own. You could do everything for free. And so really my premise in everything that I'm doing is sharing as much as I can in a context of free. So I brought that camp to the world for free and offered mm. it as a gift, knowing what it had done for me mm. and knowing also what what I had witnessed in other people sort of experiencing my story and how I had used all of these things and started to create songs. You know, I'd never sung, I'd never acted, I'd never done any of these things. And then to sort of be in a studio making music with people and also seeing how my energy was then bouncing off theirs. And, you know, I think there was healing going on with all of those people I was connected to, you know, the the people I was seeing in these classes that were really going through things and then me being able to bring this sort of perspective or this you know this heart forward energy that would then just wash over them and they would almost get sort of like you know used a word I think at the beginning this catalyst was sort of like this soul opening catalyst that I started to see that and people were shifting and people were changing and just random people in the street you know having moments with these people and seeing how they they would change based on me telling my story or based on me just being honest and seeing them. You know, I think as we think about the world today, you know, being seen is is something that we're all starved of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think desperate is a funny word, but we're all really, really craving and slowing down everything that I did in myself 
and in my work so that I could see others in their journey and and, and acknowledge their gifts and honour them and and then, you know, feel that golden thread and that energy bounce back and forth. I mean, you know, we would make songs in 30 minutes. You know, God was, God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to say, it would be just like coming through us, you know, and this is exhilarating. As someone that's never done that before, I was like a kid. I was like, if I could just wake up every day, and go make music and be involved in film and like you know I'm observing everybody and everything watching learning understanding protocols and and you know how things how to plug things in you know just everything I mean I just became a really obsessed with being present and mindful everything I eat drink think put into my mouth put into my body what I say to myself, to others, you know, like it just became this beautiful journey and really very internal because I think until I did that internal work, you know, I I, I couldn't see almost my own gifts of then how that work could be of service to the world, but I knew it had to come through myself first. And, you know, that's really where I, you know, became you know, a steward or a host, you know, going back to the word ascension host, you know, knowing that when I, I think after the camp kind of came about, I took some time off and, and, and then relaunched my website and kind of came out of the closet in a beautiful way as, as this ascension host got, you know, inspiring offer, I guess the, the official language offering inspiration, guidance and counsel to humans and brands going through the navigating the journey of ascension mm. and realizing that that's a thing mm-hmm. and a lot of people were so fascinating too you know being in this place where I'm so bold to be making it up which everybody is in case anybody out there is wondering like everybody in the world is making it up mm-hmm. presidents mm-hmm. queens you know bosses everybody is making everything up and it's it's sort of almost like musical improv. If you go at it with a committed energy, then people believe it and then it starts to stick and then you you know you keep rolling. And and for me, coming out of the closet per se, as someone that believes in ascension and the journey of awakenings and, and spirituality and and sort of the universal energy, the infinite and the abundance and the intelligence and all of those things, which you know, I didn't make this stuff up, it's been happening. That really was the point. And people were like, you can't say that. They won't know what it is. And I was like, here's the deal, people. First of all, I didn't make that up. Somebody else, this word's been around for a long time. And second of all, why the hell not? Because that's what I'm doing. Whatever language, however you want to dress, if you want to wear beads or have tattoos or pink hair or green hair or wear a Chanel suit, whatever your format is and however you want to express it, it's all the same. It's about finding about yourself and then sharing it with the world through what you love and people can feel it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I sitting here now, we know we could feel it. And that led me to some incredible things. I've made, you know, three albums. I've been in movies. I've, you know, sat down and asked God what to do and I wrote some movies. I wrote a play talking about my story and talking about these three women, you know, I think also there's so much stigma around 
all of this stuff that we don't talk about it and the shame. And I knew that my healing that came from sharing it with this other woman, I knew that if I spoke about what I'd been through in, in artistic ways, and I think that's something that is interesting me to me in, in my art, in my writing, in my poems, in my, you know, even my moon channeling flows. If I speak about it in a, in a, with an artistic undertone, I believe it can be received differently. And, you know, art is a non-verbal communication at some times. And I think that it helps people receive it on a soul level. Mm -hmm. And then almost, you know, again, the intelligence of our bodies and spirit will do the work for us and take us to where, you know, then you bring in your synchronicities, then you're dropped in front of people that will help you to the next stage. And then you, a book falls off the shelf and it confirms something you've been wondering or knowing. And, you know, the journey just gets more and more delicious. And, you know, I think that's where the experimenting with the universe came. I'm like, well, what if I did this, you know, even just mm -hmm. laughing, if I sing about God, will my voice get better or be more amazing? Mm -hmm. And like, it kind of works. It's really oh, fascinating. And that's really what I practice if I sing about the universe if you look back to all the lyrics of Madonna all these years like everything is about the universe mm. and love and so I started just playing you know playing with like what if I don't go towards the standard life you know what if I create a company you know based on what I did and you know back in the in the day with my event company what if I create you know experiences and opportunities that are based on what I love will that bring me money you know will that be answered by non-physical money will that be offered to someone serendipitously that will then open another door to me and you know we know what the answer is and in the meantime I you know show up and then be honest with myself brutally and I think you know when you're honest with yourself all the the fear dissipates all mm -hmm. the funk dissipates you know anything that you just speak directly about it just it goes away and realizing there's nothing that can hurt me anymore compared to what I've already been through mm. <laughs> nothing and that was that that all in a big mix was my freedom, my freedom to find myself, my freedom to be myself, my freedom to love myself in a way that I've never, ever known how to. I wasn't taught to. Mm. And now I get to share that with others. Mm. And that's why I made up Ascension Host because that's what I've been doing my entire life. I just yeah. didn't have the words for it. And here I am. Thank you. For oh holding space for me for sharing all of that thank you thank you thank you <laughs> it's what a beautiful journey I mean how special Tony and throughout the time that you were talking I'm in it every moment you really take yeah. us through every moment of the flows of what you experienced and I was just in it for that and the biggest thing that came up for me that I want to share, love it. the level of integrity 
that you share with us while you are sharing your story is so fucking special. <laughs> it is so special for, for us to know, for the audience and for I to know that everyone is just taking it one step at a time, trying to, trying to make something of this, making it up. It is life-changing to hear this. It is so important to hear someone that's been so successful throughout their lives to tell us that we we are all just making it up. So let's be playful with that and let's accept that and let's have fun with that and and fully embody that. And it really like the this this integrity that you have speaks to everything that you were talking about and it's so it sets such a good example for us. So Thank you so much for this story. I mean, it's, it is transformative to hear, like you say. And I love this idea of we experience the things in our life when we're ready for them. Yeah, We get thrown, yeah. stuff gets thrown at us when we are ready. Yes. And we choose, and or we choose to accept what's thrown at us when we are ready. Everything yeah. is when we are ready and it's yeah. all like that for a reason. And yeah. this idea of us experiencing trauma, a lot of my clients talk to me about this. They say, I don't know anyone else that has had this level of trauma in my life. Why me? Why me? And I tell them, folks, we go through trauma to become even more powerful and strong and capable and wise. I mean, at the end of the day, it's wisdom. It's lessons that we learn. It's so going through stuff that's so hard gets us to the place where we say, oh my God, I overcame that. And <laughs> how, how healing is that? First of all, second of all, now I can teach people whether it's intentional or not. I can teach people to be able to navigate through their own lives in a way that can bypass a lot of the hurt that I went through. Yes. And that is what you're doing, Tony. It's so <laughs> beautiful how it works. It's so cyclical and, and purposeful. Yeah. And do you, yeah. do you see it like that as well? Absolutely. Yes. I think that, that I certainly wasn't ready. And, and then the timing became so divine to bring in all those lessons to a place where actually I even had I think the the capability to actually cope with the lessons and to, to deal with the level of pain, you know, I think that's that's kind of the beauty of like I mentioned when the when the manipulation of the fights would happen, it, it, it got to a point where actually I was like, I'm so capable, but I I didn't know that my capabilities were even beyond that because all I could see was the sort of the small part of myself. Mm -hmm. and you know I, I saw all the the lack maybe you know I try not to you know I've really even shifted the language that I use you know I think if you say you know I, I'm lacking or I'm struggling then you will keep struggling so mm -hmm. you know I have I've approached this journey on an exquisite level of detail in my playing with the universe and even how I share my messages with other people you know if I just meet someone in the street you know my words are specifically chosen knowing that if if I resonate at a, at a level that that keeps them at that level. So my my goal and my work is to to resonate at a level that I can move them to the next place. And the, it's it's funny even as you think about the the you mentioned the cycles. 
I think that everything, I couldn't have done that before I had done that. I couldn't have done this mm-hmm. before I had done this. And all of that actually just makes the work now that I, what I'm doing so juicy and so, so fun to be able to, you know, to look at someone and be like, I'm not going to ever, you know, say that your trauma wasn't traumatic, but I am no longer in that trauma and being able to step out of it. You see how people can kind of go through those cycles. Even with myself, I think there was a good year where I introduced myself, my Tony, and I've just had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, let's not say that anymore. So then, you know, the cycle became, you know, I'm Tony and I'm on the other side of this. And then I'm Tony and now I talk about this. So those cycles in myself have not only been in my own ascension, but also then the expansion of myself in order to be able to give more back, which is really why I believe I'm here. I'm here to, you know, wake people up. I'm here to show them that who they are and actually how powerful they really are so that they can, with their own hands, you know, eyes, feet, body, everything, they can turn their own lives around because it's doable. It's so doable. And it's actually really a lot of fun. I'm not going to say like there were some hard times, but I've had a bloody blast mm-hmm. you know the people that I've met the things that I've done the stories that I have the the, mm-hmm. the moments that have shown up to take me from place to place from being open and being willing to do the work and it takes discipline you know I write every day I sit at my bed and pray every night you, you know you don't have to do it how I do it but that discipline with yourself in some way will then be reflected back to you again in the invisible currency of life and Mm -hmm. and you then will be fulfilling your purpose of being human which is to share yourself and to share your heart and to share your learnings and there's no silver bullet to skip past but you can be more discerning Mm -hmm. in your decision making you know maybe next time you get into relationships you might ask a few more questions I mean there's so Mm -hmm. many things so many directions that it can go Exactly. Exactly. We learn through experience. We learn through experience and everything is all, I really feel that everything is all kind of set out for us and we get to play through how everything is set out. And that's fucking fun. And we get to discover, right? We get to discover. Another big topic that has come up throughout my healing journey, come up through my client's healing journey. And just in general, I observe this so much in our society. We get so annoyed about not knowing the answers to stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's part of our experience on this earth right now is to be like, why don't I have control over this? Why don't I have the answers? If we Mm -hmm. start, I, I believe, I know for me, if I, once I started to, say, you know what? It's supposed to be like this. It is supposed to be like this. I'm not supposed to have the answers about everything. Everything that I experience and I'm going to experience, it's it's going to happen. It's supposed to happen. And I'm going to flow through that and see how can I learn from this? I've never been so happy. I have never been yeah. so happy to just yeah. allow life to be in this dynamic, allow life to be a little bit messy, allow life to be synchronistic, which is so beautiful. If we allow like if we if we let go and detach and just focus on what we can control that's when we can allow things to be synchronistic it's so beautiful 
I feel like one of the first yeah. books that wrote itself that was, I called it in receiving mode. And it's really interesting because a lot of people ask like, how do you stay like in forward motion or happy energy or what are those things? And I was like, it is minute by minute. And the discipline that I've had to build that muscle, because just like singing and improv, they were all muscles that I had to build. And it was like, okay, how do I feel right now? I'm hungry. Okay, I'm going to eat. It, it became very, especially after the breakdown, it boiled down to minute by minute. Have I eaten? Have I slept? Do I need to go to the bathroom? And that's it. And and then it built a little bit more. And it's like, well, I feel like painting. Well, I feel like reading. Oh, the sun's shining. I'm going to just sit here and stare at it. Like it really became that small and minute, which feels so goddamn scary because you feel crazy. You feel wild. This can't be something. What if, if, if I even thought if people saw me doing this, they'll never hire me because they think I'm crazy. And how can I be running a business if I'm sitting here like with my teddy lying in the sunshine in the mm. afternoons? Like the, the the minute level of just minute by minute. And then also the the dance with the universe in every if if I go back to every like coach I had, which all of them taught me incredible things, but every time I put a goal or a concept to something or a thing that I said it was going to be, I never broke past that point mm. financially, otherwise, otherwise, otherwise. So once I started realizing being like, you know, I really love this and this is what I'd love to do and then let it go and then saw where, you know, once I kept myself in receiving mode, which is being in light, in love, in, you know, and, you know, some people are like, what does even in light and love mean? I mean, it just means doing something you enjoy. Is your heart feeling full? And that could be making yourself a sandwich. You know, sometimes during the day when like work gets busy, I'll stop and watch Bojack Horseman and do a little 25 minute episode. That makes me feel amazing. It puts me right back into alignment. I get up and off I go. But it's having, I think, the courage to take those steps and to make those moves, knowing that that is getting this sort of like snowball effect of allowance and receiving going, this sort of dual dance with the universe to then to let the things that are, you know, predetermined in our sort of path to come into play, you know, and having the courage to do that and having the sort of sense of humor, I think, to to play with it and be like, you know, I couldn't even imagine half the things that have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. And if I had tried to really stick to what I thought and how I thought it should go, you know, we wouldn't be speaking and all of the other pieces that come with that puzzle. And I think that there's something in that that willingness to give yourself over to something bigger, which, you know, I know a lot of people work through control and and letting go, but it's the beauty is it, it, they're just like micro letting goes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the micro letting goes become bigger ones. And then, you know, rolling through your day being like, you know, wake up in the morning and be like, okay, universe, what have you got for me? Who do you want me to meet? What am I meant to do? You know, mm. some of these things I've taken from other people and then I'm just like, wow, and then you're out in the street and you're like, I really needed to hear what they had to say. That then puts you into place for something later. And, and I think that that moment-by-moment moment courage, that moment-by-moment moment playfulness, that moment-by-moment moment trust, that moment-by-moment moment, all muscles that deserve to be built as much as our singing as much as our you know computer skills all of those things they then keep delivering so that's where you know that 
I think you mentioned it at the beginning, the um, experiments with the universe, you know, I would put it out there and then see how it would come back and be like, okay, cool. I've got you. You know, I see messages and signs through t-shirts, through people's names, through star signs, through, you know, you can make them up. It's everything. Again, we're making it up. So it's like, if you attach something to it, connect, and then just see what comes back. And then when it starts coming back multiple times in a day or a week, you're like, okay, this has to be something. Mm -hmm. So then I'll throw out another one. If this is something and I'm not crazy, throw me one more. And then it comes back. And then I'm just laughing my head off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so cool that you are giving us you are giving us really a guide to presence here. That's very bite-sized. It's super valuable because we hear, I remember two years ago, listening to somebody else's podcast Mm -hmm. and they were having these folks on that were like, I'm just living in the present moment, moment by moment. And you could hear it in their voice. They were. And I was like, damn, if I ever get there, like, that's amazing. Like how, but their meditation coaches, their meditation teachers. So maybe that's just how they built that. Or I don't know, you know, we get these thoughts in our head of like, Oh, that can't be me because of that. That person is like that. And I'm not like that. So I probably won't be that. But Something in my soul, now that I'm looking back, of course, in hindsight, something in my soul told me, you will, you'll get there. Put the intention out there. Eventually you will get there. It does not have to happen tomorrow. It does not have to happen tomorrow. And it's probably not supposed to. But I do remember thinking, okay, how do you even go about that? Like, how do you just be present? What the fuck does that even mean? Mean. And you are giving us a guide here by saying, just And oh God, this is so reflected in my healing journey as well. First of all, if you just focus on your next best step, literally, it could be even in the moment. It could be even like, I don't even want to write a to-do list today. It's just going to be, what do I need next? Breakfast. Okay. What do I need next? Oh, I should send this email. What do I need next? Okay. Do this. Feed the cat, whatever. That, first of all, what a great place to start, especially with folks who have anxiety, folks that feel paralyzed by depression. One fucking step at a time it's life-changing the next and go step towards the light with exactly each exactly yes. just visualizing that instead yes. of like oh how do I connect to my intuition this is something I teach on and it's it it, it can sometimes be paralyzing for people I don't know what yes. my intuition sounds like how do I know the difference between intuition and fear well if you picture yourself going towards the light what would you be doing next that's yes. an amazing place to start And then if you're feeling like, okay, let's get it. Let's get a little bit more flowy with this. Let's let's I'm ready for more experimentation. What lights you up that you want to work on today? What lights you up? This is what really reflected so well, just in my knowledge of myself and my healing journey, when you were talking about just what excited you, I was like thinking in that moment, this is the exact practice that got me to where I am today with the level of presence I have in my life just fo- like validating what I wanted to do, validating yeah. what I wanted to do, not yeah. what I feel like I should do. I started to change the narrative of I am going to, I am going to become successful if I do what makes me happy. And I, it's not going to make me successful to do the stuff that I don't like. There are, st- this is a, 
subjective opinion. Okay. There are some people, right. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this as well. There are some people that, that are, they are in the holistic space, but they still say you need to do some things you don't want to do in order to become successful. I think it depends on how you think, what you associate with, what definition of what words resonates with you. For me, the idea of doing what I wanted to do and becoming successful in that got me to the place where I started to want to do the stuff that I didn't want to do before. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What do you think about this topic? I love it. I would even like go a level deeper. What the hell does success even mean? Oh my God. And who fucking made that up? And who said (laughs) that is something and blah, blah, blah. Like fuck all of that. Yeah. You know, and, and not to say that there's not value in like making sort of growth and, you know, upping your, up-leveling your game and up-leveling your quality of experience and service to the world in, in, in the form of a podcast or your bakery or however you do it. But, you know, really also looking at that and, and stripping everything away, like, am I doing what I love? And when we get back to those micro movements, it's like, and tuning into intuition, like as a, as a sort of a starting point or a guide for people, you know, start with the basics. What do I like to eat? I like strawberries. I'm going to eat strawberries. Mm. Done. That's it. That's one step towards your intuition. So next time you go to the zucchinis and, and something in your body feels weird, you're like, clearly I don't like zucchinis. Done. Intuition, like tuning. And I just found I just kept tuning it. You know, when certain people would ask me to go do things, I would notice that feels weird. There were certain time frames that it took to actually realize it was more about that person or this thing, you know, rather than myself. Sometimes I couldn't like separate what was sort of my vibration or others. So just on that minute level, you know, what sort of movies do I like? What sort of, you know, and following what you love in every way. And then before you know it, you've got this beacon inside of you that I call it like operation, mm. you know, the game where you hit the edge and it just yeah. goes bzzz, if it's in the area that you don't want and you know. Mm. And then that's the beauty of truth. When you're honest with honoring that feeling in the bzzz or not, you go towards what feels good and you step away from what doesn't. And then all of a sudden you're sort of like, floating gliding flowing through things because you know that intuition is going like there's strawberries over here and they're getting given away for free and then you're like oh my god I'm gonna eat strawberries and then mm. you're talking to someone who's eating the strawberries and they're like oh my god I need someone that does graphic design and then you're like holy shit I do that and then all of a sudden you're like how did that happen you know like that's the um the magic of the infinite force that then starts kind of leading us through those and you know, I think those step-by-step moments of tuning yourself to that intuition, tuning yourself to what you like, tuning yourself to the decisions and and saying no and, and being like, you know, I don't enjoy that and I'm going to say no and then being in a state of acceptance with that. You know, I think we we make some decisions that aren't really, you know, the ones that we want. And then we get there and we feel funky and we're like, okay, well, I can be sad about this or angry, you know, but maybe that's not worth spending any energy here. I'm here. I can find the best way to enjoy this moment. And then I know next time to be more discerning that that's a definite no for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, that might, that lesson, you know, I think the tests and lessons, you know, you talk about Abraham Hicks, you know, they keep coming, you know, because they're going to present themselves to, are you paying attention? Are you being honest with yourself? And, you know, I think that's a delicious game to play very mm. much. I love how you say that delicious game. 
And I wanted to mention too, like this idea of having this fine tuning process over time. One of the most, this was literally Tony two weeks ago where I read something. I can't even remember who shared this piece on Instagram. I read, oh, it was like a dating expert. I think it's called Art of Dating NYC. And it's kind of like relationship, working through relationships in kind of a holistic way, fascinated with the topics of sex and dating and how that relates to our society, holistic healing, et cetera. Came up and said, allow yourself to make mistakes. And I was like, holy shit. Like it just, it just, it just, it just sat with me so well in that moment. I'm sure I've heard that before, but in this moment I was like, oh my God, so true. And that really got me to this next level of presence. It really did like, oh my God. Yes. I was holding myself back because I was trying to, oh, okay, I'm a health coach, spiritual coach now. I've had this crazy healing journey, so I have to stay on this perfect path. No, we're still human. We are meant to experience the dark, the light, the good and the bad, the perfectly imperfect, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, allow myself to make mistakes. And especially folks like when we, and I'm curious again, Tony, if you, if what you think about this as well, at a certain point in your healing journey, when you have a level of self-awareness, you're not going to all of a sudden just lose yourself completely. Or if you do, it's temporary and you will come back to yourself because you have the intention established that you want what's best for yourself and you want to honor yourself. What do you yeah. think about that, Tony? Yeah, amazing. And that that operation buzzer gets louder and gets stronger and you can't ignore it anymore. Like you can't, once you kind of woke as the kids say to some degree you can't go back it will buzz so loudly that you Mm. you know and I think that that will just reinforce a lesson or a learning or a sense of wisdom or a sense of sort of you know training within yourself to strengthen a muscle of saying no you know if you're going towards something and you know I, I definitely think I had you know a lot of fear that I was going to go into a relationship again and get myself caught in something and be taken advantage of. And, you know, a lot of trauma around that. And, you know, I think, and, and I, for some reason seem to be a magnet for beautiful young men that have been through a narcissistic experience with a woman. And so I have a little gang of these gorgeous young men that I'm, creating with and and healing with Mm. and teaching them that you will never make this mistake again and and it was a a mistake that you forgot yourself and you now know differently and you will be given sort of experiences and tests to help strengthen that muscle but you know those those learnings and mistakes are really what bring you to the other side to then actually have a bigger heart to be able to receive more love you know or to be more you know deep in your intimacy with someone in or you know or be able to lead more beautifully you know I think about my event company and my event career you know I learned everything in that from messing up from getting kicked in the ass like everything that I know now and really there's pretty not much that rattles me you know when I'm running these things because everything has already happened but all of that has happened from getting kicked in the ass from the mistakes that I made you know not asking questions you know I think I learned about the four agreements very early on in my kind of journey and and not making assumptions not taking things personally and 
being impeccable with your, your word. Like once you start sort of operating in those mindsets, you know, all of those mistakes, you realize it's been brought, bringing you there to reconfirm something, to re-highlight something, to even reinvigorate you of actually you deserve love and you deserve partnership or you deserve to be in a job that you really excel at and, you know, all of those things. So I think, you know, step by step, everything, when you start to realize that everything is, is this like little gift on a silver platter to be like, boom, you know, here's something for you to, to enjoy and find and learn. And then you're like, and, and when learning becomes a, a sense of play and a sense of fun and a sense of enjoyment, mm-hmm. everything also shifts. Mm-hmm. Because I think at first, maybe it's like a childhood thing that we feel like when we learn something or get told something or told off, then, then we're a bad person or that we're going to get in trouble or something. There's something that triggers us, but actually learning is exquisite. Yeah. And the more I learn about myself, the more that I know how I can interact and to hold space and to, mm-hmm. you know, receive, you know, more, I don't know, it's like magic, you know, like looking at a sunset blows your mind to the point that like your whole life changes, whereas before, like you didn't see it, like the richness of everything, you know, Mm. the small intricate details become so rich. Then I'm just like, what else can I learn? You know, like I have voraciously learned about myself. You know, I, I say that PhD that I started during the cab, it became, you know, deeper and deeper and deeper. And really that's how, that's how I shifted something. Once I learn about me, then I know how I can hold myself as I wield my vessel through the, you know, through the, through the world. Totally. Oh my God. Totally. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, Tony. And I think I just kind of am saying this now for the first time, I'm thinking and talking at the same time, the idea of learning, if we take out that piece where we feel like I'm bad, right? It's like, again, like you say, childhood healing stuff. That was so big for me. Like when I would get told off, it it was this feeling of I'm bad, whether I knew that that person was right or I thought that that person wasn't right. It was still this feeling that would catch me up, this feeling that I'm bad. And if I took that out of it, like, oh my God, wait a second. I'm like a blessing on this earth, just like every other fucking human being is a blessing earth and is irreplaceable to this earth so this is part of my path to learn there's nothing I'm bad there's no it's a waste of my time to think oh I shouldn't have done that maybe I should it's all a fucking learning experience it's all we are improving every second every millisecond of the day yes yes I love. I think there's a personal responsibility you know what is it Einstein says anything that you do repeatedly and expect a different result is kind of insanity so I think there's a personal responsibility if you're showing up in the same way and not learning from your mistakes and and causing sort of, you know, a shuffle amongst other humans. You know, that's something to observe and be curious about and and be gentle too. You know, there's I think if we look at anything, you know, around alcoholism and drug use and you know, even sort of anger and and you know, outbursts or all of the things that you know maybe show up in society you know everything there's a root cause to all of that Mm. so if something's happening repeatedly in your life you know there is something there that you know deserves maybe a little bit of love and care to be like and curiousness about why and um and kind of open up the window for yourself to to really learn that and then to sort of you know 
move forward in that place so that you can then share that learning rather than still be sort of stuck acting from that wound or something like that, you know. And I think that as a society, I'm trusting that we're all moving in that direction, that we can hold space for each other. You know, I had a very fascinating experience in one of my jobs. The One of the clients was really inappropriately drunk at an event and inappropriate with some guests and my team, you know, physically and some things. And, and I think in that sort of concept of like not being in trouble or not scared to rock the boat or any of those things, I went to my, you know, colleague that, you know, hired me and just said, you know, I need to share some stuff with you. This happened and da, 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 da. And he said, you know, what do you want us to do? Do you want a letter or apology? I said, no, I just want to know if the dude's all right. Because mm. like that behavior is not normal, mm-hmm. whatever normal means. But, you know, that's clearly coming from somewhere. And let's, if somebody hasn't already, let's ask the two if he's okay. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you know, the, the young chap's father had died and he was really going through it and had been drinking a lot and it was really affecting. And, you know, this is something that he'd been, you know, really terrorizing the team and and multiple people around for quite some time. And and I think, you know, as a society too, we all, instead of sort of jumping to like, how can we discipline or how can we Mm. ostracize? Let's look at how we can open our hearts and say, you know, are you all right? Mm -hmm. You know, is, is everything cool? Like just check it in like human to human, you know, and just be like, dude, is everything all right? Like that seems crazy what you're doing right now. And I think sometimes that, frankness that I have just cuts through and you just go soul to soul and they're like shit no it's not yeah. and then all of a sudden something opens and you know that guy's gone on to doing amazing things and and you know always looks back at that moment because I, I took that time to to actually ask if he was okay and I think you know as humans we we sometimes get mixed up in all of the not making a, a noise or not rattling anything too loud or, or whatever and you know I think around that concept of like getting in trouble, you know, I, I think something loosened for me too, of like, you know, being on time for things. And, and it's not that I want to be disrespectful for time, but more of like, nothing really matters. If I'm 10 minutes late to the theater and then, then I can't get in and I, you know, like, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Like that, that anxiety used to come with that. Yeah. And, you know, of like, oh, well, I can't do that because that, you know, this place, you're not supposed to do that here. And then, Mm -hmm. but if they see me and it's like, I was sort of churning all of this external feelings or external sort of judgments, external sort of like things that weren't maybe true. And, and really actually, again, if I just show up and be like, Hey, I'm late. And can I come in? No problems. We'll get you a seat mm-hmm. or something. We just—I think it just opens a window to connection in a way that, like, we're not used to doing, and can take us all so much further in our own personal happiness. Which is really, you know, if we're not here to be happy, then I don't know what the point is. Exactly. Exactly. Oh God, I love that so much. I would love to explore this topic a little bit further as yeah. well. So what came up for me is this idea of like, why, why are people doing things that are ruffling feathers or upsetting other people? And I thought, I truly believe that anyone who is terrorizing others or do like getting inappropriately drunk or having a, really hurtful relationship with someone and kind of perpetuating that 
the, the folks that are doing this, I truly believe they are not okay within themselves. There is, there is a side of them that knows something isn't right for me. And that's why I'm causing distress for other people. So I, I really believe that if we take the time to care for ourselves, we are by default going to be hurting less people. Our conduct towards other people is going mm. to change. And I think that I, I'm just thinking this now and it's coming out of my mouth. So we'll see how my ideas change about this. But, but right now what I'm thinking is we, we tend to get raised in this society to believe if you focus on yourself, you're being selfish. And mm -hmm. that's a negative I really think that if we focus on ourselves, it could be the most selfless thing to do ever in our lives. What do you think about that, Tony? Yeah. I think that taking the time to learn who you are, what you love, why you love it, and how you can share that with the world is not only transformational for ourselves, individually but the permeating effect that has on our families and societies and communities and partners is is unmeasurable and, and even to the point of our medical systems our you know societal sort of structures and I think that we are told from a very young age to to not to not sort of focus on ourselves in a way, to not honor what we want. You know, we, we, we move through family and relationships where we think we have to make the other person happy and, and we lose ourselves in that process. Even, you know, the process of having a baby, you know, we give so much to the child that often, you know, see the journey of mothers, you know, losing themselves, which is, you know, something that's very important to me. I went into yes. early menopause so I've been really looking at what my experience as a as how I can give as a mother without it being in natural birth and, and all of those kind of things. My current experiment with the universe is reversing my menopause. So let's big up wow. to the universe for, for playing wow. that game. But there's something about that selflessness of if we can't we can't give to others if we aren't giving to ourselves you know the kind of classic putting on the oxygen mask and that that preface I think going back to children again if we can teach them that that is that is something that will enhance their life and and take them where they want to go all their dreams will become possible from learning about themselves and loving themselves they will have better relationships they will be more more open to connection which again sort of ripples and permeates I think there's something that would shift the entire world I mean I, I think that's the con you know if maybe in some way that's the whole con concept of consciousness anyway of raising our, all our own vibrations but it has mm. to come from ourselves first mm. and you know spreading the message that that is more than okay and actually preferred to live that way is is an incredible sort of concept and you know we already know the effects of it because we're feeling it now and your audience feels it and we see it in our smaller communities we see it 
through, you know, artists that have a larger platform that share and can, mm-hmm. you know, um, move people through certain situations and things like that. And uh, being able to find ways to come back to ourselves is, is a gift. It is a, a gift that we give to ourselves, but that it has such greater, 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 greater results. And you said something too, that we're all, we're all unique. Like there's only one Tony, there's only one Emily. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of clocked that in my sort of like grown up cognitive mind, then it's like, you know, going to acting auditions and everything just became so much more fun because like, there's only one of me. If I don't fit, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. Wherever I am meant to be, I will be. Mm-hmm. And and I think you know that developing that selflessness then allows you to sort of float around in the world in a way that we then are where we're meant to be, bumping into the people that we're meant to be, causing that ripple effect where we're meant to be, and then you know that is taking all of us up the spiral to to more love, to greater connection, to, you know, reconnection with the earth and our animals. And, you know, we could go on and on and on. It's a very special kind of, I don't know, I almost want to say like secret language that isn't secret. And 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 you and each of us that has found this light, having that responsibility to to share that message and then enjoying how it sort of permeates through our own worlds and also the invisibleness of what the universe there's does to sort of reward us for for giving that gift to each other (laughs) so beautiful what an incredible way to kind of pull together everything we talk about and the the invisibleness that's just gorgeous gorgeous thought I love it I fucking (laughs) love it Tony (laughs) Before we conclude this episode, okay. I would love to hear about what some of your favorite projects have been or what you're mm. working on right now. Like what are some specific projects that you've worked that you've worked on with these groups that you gather? Oh, amazing. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay. So a lot of people, what's fascinating too, is you go through life, you know, maybe even our parents or whatever, they're like, you have to just pick one thing and then just do one thing. Yeah. I've never been that person. And I think as the universe works with me, they all are sort of like expanding, you know, dropping, creating, like they're all at different levels. So I find myself in many sort of arrays of things. So my current to-do list, which doesn't exist, but it all floats around with me in my essence, I'm I'm currently um, working on an art exhibition. And I think that one of the things that came out of our successful conversation was like, you know, I need a gallery to take me on or whatever. So I chose to create a gallery within my home. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently curating my own art exhibition within my apartment. So I basically have been collecting all of these leftover frames that people have been leaving behind as they've, you know, left the city during COVID. I've been replacing that art with my own and I'm in the process of curating a gallery within my home so that I can share all of the stuff that I've done. And just I love all of them. They're all so different. And they're all, I, I paint a lot by the moon cycle. So I've been sort of, you know, just looking at my journey of recovery and expansion through my art, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a poetry book, which is sort of a 
a very raw experience of going through another experience kind of entering into sort of a relationship model and watching myself I I made an intention to write poetry throughout the whole week-long experience so then I've shifted that into a book so it really shows just as a woman like asking to be loved again and then what that felt like and then when it didn't happen and then the lessons that I was learning and things like that so that's something that's brewing and and I feel very proud about that the camp is happening again. So this summer I'm working on it here within my neighbourhood. I've created this uh, community art and play. Mm-hmm. So I set up out in the oval where I live and invite the children of the community to come and play and I provide it all for free. So I do, you know, art and, and different sort of voice and movement and play and, and all things like that just to sort of to keep doing what I love but to bring it to kids because I think that you know again they're the key to the future without that being too literally humorous I'm doing a lot of volunteering with uh, a bunch of different 501c3s the fresh air fund big big sisters little sisters I think it's called and um, doing a lot of creative expression workshops so you know ways for these kids to sort of um, you know I think one of the biggest things that I'll take out of that relationship for me for those three years is I was too scared to speak up because if I spoke up I would have rocked the boat and then he would have left and I would have had nothing so my goal again with kids is to have them to be trusting in their self and their vessel and their their essence and their knowing of who they are so they can speak up and you know about what they love and so I'm bringing that into art and play and fun and I'm taking them on adventures we're going hiking into some forest then I'm taking them to the beach and then I have a desert one so I'm doing all different things with kids around that I have a new album coming out so I'm working on something with incredible new musicians and producers and really asked spirit to come in and sort of tell us what it is so we went into the studio for a week with no outline no music written and just improved and followed spirit in everything and I actually just got some back last night and it's just exquisite like your voice is one of the most vulnerable things to Mm. be out there and I've been you know playing my experiments with you know universe around my voice so I just keep asking you know what do you have to say and seeing it come out we did some jazz improv and some other sort of dance stuff and a little bit it's sort of like spoken word healing you know it's really amazing and special and then just like hearing it's my voice like it's just crazy like I just like squeal like a kid I'm like oh my god that's me it's so amazing so amazing I'm working on another art series which is all about my dreams and Mm. and so much more but really I'm just following everything I love that's it and I'm trusting I'm living on a wing and a prayer and I'm trusting that all of the successful elements that will take it somewhere and make it be something more will will come in i just wrote a play actually i think i mentioned earlier about the the experience i went through with women to talk about that and to bring all that to light and you know just following the light in every possible way (laughs) so incredible and it's just beautiful as you say folks this is what your life can look like if you follow what you love. You set such an amazing example, such a beautiful example. And it's so important for all of us to hear this, to understand this is what we can all cultivate for ourselves. 
and you are cultivating that for yourself. So genuinely, when we follow what we love, we glow, we're timeless. We have all of these projects that we're excited about, or we have one project that is just the project of our life and is so beautiful, right? Exactly. Yes. I, if I could say anything to your audience, I would say every minute you can breathe into your heart, tilt your head to the sun and, and say, what next? And then literally something will come out of the woodwork and drop mm. a crumb in front of you and just follow them. And whatever you want to do, just do it. Because, mm. you know, we're here for this short amount of time and to spend it in a, in a job, in, a, in, a, in an environment that doesn't make us happy is crazy. And it took me a long, long time to work that out. And you can make the life whatever the hell you want. That's it. There are no rules. You know, comparison is the death of joy. So follow what you love. And if it's weird and different, the better, the more, the better. Mm. Find what you love, tune into it and follow it and trust that um, everything else will reveal itself and know that, you know, maybe all the things that you couldn't even imagine will come out of the woodwork and literally you know, I can't wait to hear the stories of your people and the things that, that that come to them because it's all there. Everything's just waiting for you to grab it, to receive it, to allow it, to, to own it, to stand in it, lean in, make it up and just go for it. Mm. It's really exquisite and I'm so grateful to have shared this time with you and thank you for, for believing in me and, and seeing me and taking the time to share this with your audience. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's been so meaningful. It's been so meaningful. And I, I really couldn't think of a better way to conclude this episode. Thank you for sharing your story with us, your beautiful energy. She's gl- I'm looking at Tony right now. She's <laughs> glowing and her energy is glowing. Like everyone's going to be able to sense this through this episode. And we're just, we're just so grateful for you, Tony. How can we support you? How can we check out the the success of your album, get it for ourselves. What's the best way that we can keep in touch with you? That's amazing. Thank you. I would say go through Instagram at Tony underscore short and also TonyShort.com, which is sort of the master uh, mothership of all my brands and all my work. So anything you need, it's all there. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tony Short, artist and Ascension host for gracing us here at Root Awakening, a health podcast. We're so grateful for you. I hope you loved this interview with Tony Short, artist and Ascension host. I have all of Tony's contact info in the show notes. Follow her on Instagram at Tony underscore short. That's T-O-N-I underscore S-H-O-R-T. She has this beautiful community on there. Go check it out. And folks, if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community, spread the word, spread the inspiration, spread the higher consciousness that we are putting out into the world. And if you would like to book a 30 or 60 minute reading with me, head to the link on my bio on Instagram or Facebook. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is M-E-M Kosick, C-I-O-S-E-K. And on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you all so much for listening to this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for celebrating holistic health and higher consciousness with me. I love you. 
see you on the next episode.